0: What's up Conroe, welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, happening on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio, for the uh, awesome action, and in the meantime, just go uh, say hey to us on the page. Say hey, what's going on, how are you guys? This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico, via Anchor. In the uh, quarantine bunker.
1: Yep, we still here. We still living.
0: Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on this week. Um, kind of get right to it. Um, this week starts early voting in Texas, so make sure you're registered to vote. Uh, I think it's too late now if you've missed registration, I think. I don't know what they do at this point. If you haven't registered, you may not be able to anymore. Uh, but look into that um but if you don't I mean, register... get,
1: reg- get registered anyways you
0: know yeah you should be registered like just do it
1: but even if even if you can't do it this election you know there's always the next one well we
0: there's don't... always local we elections
1: don't... there's always other things
0: we'd like to think the world's going to exist in 2 years but <laughs> if ever there was not a, a reason to vote it's this election um i have you been following any of the headlines about about all of this i will well, I'm try not to be political about it but as far as like basically the entire white house caught coronavirus
1: i mean unsurprisingly
0: yeah um so exactly how we thought they were treating this internally is exactly how they were treating this internally um (laughs) and by that i mean this week several gop senators have come out and basically said that the white house doesn't take it seriously like Donald Trump still poses for pictures without a mask and, like, shakes hands behind the scenes and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, Mitch McConnell says he hasn't been up to the White House in three months. He,
1: he said, I ain't being there. He hit,
0: partly because, and he directly said this. This was this was at, like, a press conference about something, and he got asked it. You know they always have the opportunity to punt when they're asked something like this. Like, he, he had no problem answering that. He said uh, something along the lines of he hasn't been there in three months. Um, he doesn't think that they're upholding the same kind of standards that, that the Senate is upholding as far as following guidelines and protocols and rules and all that to try and slow down the spread. Um, that's kind of a – that's a pretty brutal remark from the head of the GOP Senate.
1: Well i mean i think it I think it goes to show that there uh there are people who are taking it seriously, and he's just not one of them
0: well, and not just him though like let's be clear, like if the rest of the White House was taking it seriously by accident, he would he's only one person, you know what I mean like
1: yeah, but i mean he's the he's the guy in charge, you know there's a lot of people that just go with whatever their boss says well,
0: and, even and if it's not the
1: correct thing
0: and apparently, there's a lot of like brow beating and frowning if you're the guy in the office wearing the mask. Like, apparently, there's been a lot of, like, when people show up for stuff, if they are wearing masks and doing the sanitizing and staying six feet, the other people around them kind of eye roll, shame them a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, are you one of those? And so it's really created kind of a lax atmosphere in the White House uh, where I think this is the second time Stephen Miller's caught it, if I remember correctly. I know for sure his girlfriend had already called it. His wife had already called it. She was the, she's the press secretary for Mike Pence. So I think this is – if not the second time he's caught it, the second time he's had to quarantine because of it. Right. Um, so like you think they would have picked up just a couple of habits based on stuff like that. But it just goes to show like, – I think it was Ted Cruz who had to quarantine back-to-back 20 days.
1: Yeah, we talked about that. I like the sports show one time. Yeah, he,
0: he got out, shook a guy's hand, and the next day, that guy had tested positive, and he was like, oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs>
1: he said, it's been real, guys. I'll see you at, uh, next month. I oh,
0: oh, oh, really enjoyed these last 10 days. I'm going to do it again. Apparently, he's self-quarantining right now as well. Um, it's um. so, from what I'm reading in various articles, uh the Senate was kind of doing like a private party victory lap about, uh, I think her name's Amy Claret, the potential nominee for the Supreme court.
1: Amy Coney, Coney, Coney Barrett, Coney
0: Barrett, something like that. Barrett. That's what it is. You're right. Um, so she was nominated and obviously everyone kind of internally feels like it's a slam dunk. Um, so they had a bunch of parties to celebrate. Well, apparently at those parties, uh, No social distancing, no mask wearing, all indoors, and then allegedly several people there were already – like several people who went to that party within the next 24 to 48 hours tested positive. So that meant that party essentially was going to be designated like a super spreader event, and it's actually put in danger the possibility of her getting on the Supreme Court. So check this out. This is this is this is a weird thing that might happen. So this the Senate Judiciary Committee has to have a hearing before they can approve or disapprove, okay? Mm-hmm. Right now there's a two-seat majority in favor of Republicans on that committee. However, three members, three Republican members of the committee are currently self-quarantining due to that party because they were in direct contact with COVID-positive people. Mm -hmm. So right now, they don't have the votes inside the committee to have the hearing to get her before the Senate. Also, in the Senate, it's a 53-47 split, and it's a majority vote, so they need 51 votes. 50, and the tie goes to Pence. So they need... they, They can't... They have to keep at least two. They can lose three, the fourth one hurts them. Uh, right now there are three positive tests in con in the Senate as well. So potentially, if it were today, they could not only do they not have the votes in the committee to get her out of committee, they don't have the votes to get her in front of Senate. And they don't have the votes to, to approve or via a Senate because of the party they threw. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those things where it's like how many different ways can you drop the ball? <laughs> like I feel like if this were a Aaron Sorkin movie that's about sports or something They would be telling this story and showing the Mark Sanchez butt fumble play over and over again. Right. (laughs) Where he just like runs into the lineman in front of him and drops the ball because he's so excited. And you're like, uh, that was was it. That was not supposed to. That wasn't what we were going for, was it? (laughs) Um,. I'm laughing because not because I want people to get COVID, but just the idea that like this is going to be a controversial thing if they do this with the with the judge. And the reality is, their own like uh, hubris is that the right word for this? Their own like lack of respect of the situation.
1: Yeah, I would say that's hubris.
0: Potentially, potentially puts all of this in a in a damaging situation. Um, also, the Democrats have picked up on this, and now, at any of the this is I think this is actually smart politics here. At all of the debates, like for each individual election, the Democrats are asking the, the Republicans to take a test or they're refusing to do the debates with them. So Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell both declined to do their own debates because they didn't want to take the test on the event that they come back positive. This has become almost like the margins are so thin that they can't afford to lose anyone else, so these guys are foregoing their own debates in their own personal election.
1: Just going just gonna to walk away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, apparently Lindsey Graham is in a dogfight now for his seat, which he, which he wasn't like a month ago. So the tables have been – things have been shifting and sliding kind of as we go, and I think the perception has really kind of shifted a little bit on, on how people feel about this stuff. Um, today news broke that – okay, I'm going to blow your mind with this, I think. I, this blows my mind. Did you know – remember the, the PPP program that was for small businesses that was launched at the start of COVID? Yeah. The idea was it's going to be a tax break if you use it for payroll and et cetera, et cetera, all those kind of things. Yeah. Apparently, there are still tens of billions of dollars in that program that's just sitting there. Good for them. And now, today. I don't know who asked. I don't know if Trump asked, or the Republicans, the Senate Republicans, or the House Democrats. I don't know who asked who. But today publicly, it was revealed that one of them is asking for a reissue so that that money can be available to give out to people. Like, they're all three just collectively noticing that this money's been sitting there for five months.
1: Just going to hang out and not do anything with it. My question
0: to that was like, who's in charge of the SBA?
1: I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, that, that goes, that's my favorite saying about government and how incompetent it can really be. If, they, if the government ran the beaches, there'd be a shortage of sand. <laughs>
0: it's, it's like, I don't like to be that guy who says, like, oh, you know, government can't do anything. But if you're running the small business administration, and I'm not talking about the guy on the phone taking the call. I'm, if you're in charge of it, right, like, that's your job. And part of the national focus recently, within the last six months, was you getting money to small businesses. Wouldn't that just be something you kind of kept circled? Like as it kept coming up, you'd circle back to it and be like, hey, are we still getting the money out to these people? And the answer was (laughs) no. Turns out the guy in charge wasn't worried about it at all. Um, it sounds like they need a reissue from Congress to re-release the funds, which I guess okay, fine. There's a procedural step there, but I mean, for six months, nobody asked. Like, if I was the SBA, I would have been in front. I would have been going on C, like on CNN, on Fox News. I would have been going anywhere that would book me, and I'd be like, "Listen, I've got forty billion dollars to give out, but nobody will, nobody will pick up the phone." You know what I mean? Right. Like I would have
1: that's a different story.
0: Yeah, like that's not that to me isn't part of this, like the stimulus negotiations or this that or whatever whatever. Like if I was the head of the SBA and we're talking about this down economy, first of all, I'd be on Trump's staff. So like it seems like it's in all the quotes and all the indicators and all the indicators and all the politics of this, the stronger the economy, the better it is in Trump's favor. So mm-hmm. why wasn't he pushing this too? You know what I mean? Like it just feels like Somebody just completely ignored this.
1: Someone is not doing their job.
0: Right, and like a couple of people have been saying, like a couple of uh, GOP senators have said, why would we release more funds talking about a new stimulus bill until the old one is totally spent talking about this unused PPP money? Well, if they're the ones who have to reauthorize it, then it's their own fault it's not spent. I'd be like standing there saying, why would I give you my Visa card if you haven't spent everything on my MasterCard? And it's like, okay, well, give me the MasterCard then. I'll spend that. Like, what do I...
1: Someone needs to you do know, something before we can get anything else right. going. If you want to
0: empty the MasterCard first, fine, hand me the MasterCard. If you don't want to do that, then give me the Visa. Like, it doesn't make sense to sit there and say, why would we do A until B is done if you don't finish B? Like, if it's your job to finish it and you just haven't done it, like, Some real backwards logic you're seeing there. I've got a Netflix up right now, and they're kind of showing like all the stuff that's going to come out this month. It's going to be a big month for Netflix.
1: I feel like it's always a big month for Netflix. I feel like especially since March and everyone's been stuck in their
0: house. Yeah, but they've done yeah they really have. But I think they've done an even better job here recently. Maybe it's just all the fine tuning is kind of coming together. Like
1: it's all coming together.
0: But there's, you know, several old movies, war games, and a couple other things I saw on here. Um,
1: Ooh, war games.
0: War games. Matthew Broderick. Would you like to play a game? This is back when Matthew Broderick was, like, the next Tom Cruise or something. Boy, how much time has changed there.
1: How the mighty have fallen indeed. Tom Cruise is still alive. Tom
0: Cruise is still alive. It's the exact same. (laughs)
1: Like, no one's the next Tom Cruise, because Tom Cruise does isn't last.
0: Still working, guys. Still working.
1: And they're like, hey, he's the next Tom Cruise, and then Tom Cruise is like, I'm the next <laughs> Tom Cruise.
0: We'll see about that. Um,
1: As he works on his ninth trilogy of Mission Impossible. they're actually
0: doing the trilogy on purpose. That seems, it seems weird to me how they just every couple years come back to it and accidentally made six or seven of them.
1: Well, they were like, well, I got this idea. And then it's like 5 a.m. And they're like, well, I want four movies. So <laughs> we got four.
0: So we're going to do four of these? Um,
1: that's why I feel like Fast and the Furious gets.
0: Apparently they want to go Fast and Furious in space next. I mean, I don't know how you can screw that up, right? Like That's...
1: Rocket cars.
0: <laughs> so they've released a bunch of stuff, though. They've got... Uh... Another Adam Sandler movie. I don't know. I don't know why, but they do. Um, there was a movie called The Outpost. I haven't checked it out yet. Looks looks good. A season of Bad Boy Billionaires in India. I feel like there's some real crime that happens there.
1: Oh yeah. New for season sure. of
0: Blacklist. Uh, apparently, this coming weekend, a new season of uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Um, the, haunt, the haunting right. of blind Manor is supposed to be a big deal, but I've heard some people say it's really slow. Um, an American Pie presents Girls Rules. I, I didn't even know this was a thing, but there it is. Oh, and these are your little young actresses that have been in some other stuff. So this is probably yeah, this is twenty twenty. This is current. Um, The Devil All the Time is. Let, let me. I'm going to tell you the names of the people in this movie. Okay. It's a Netflix film. Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, Sebastian Stan, Riley Q, and Robert Pattinson, amongst others. What day? It's this crazy looking like Midwestern 1950s drama. I don't know what's going on in here. It looks interesting, though. I'm going to have to watch this. Uh, Vampires vs. the Bronx. Uh,
1: Man, that's crazy! B movie vibes it really there. Is.
0: A friend of the show Vita Yala uh, watched it and was tweeting about it, and she said it's super the Bronx, like they keep saying all the different stuff that's in the Bronx. Like you know how like different neighborhoods have different slang or whatever. Uh, it yeah. looks like the final season of The Good Place is being uploaded to Netflix. Is
1: it the I last one, so. right? Or...
0: The final season of The Hundred. Um there's something else that was just added. Oh, it's the um where is it? I already watched it and I forgot what they named it. It's uh it's the story of the Watts killing.
1: Oh I don't know what that's uh,
0: called. It's gonna be right here. American Murder The Family Next Door. So here's what's really kind of upsetting and crazy about this documentary. First of all, it's the story of the Watts family. Shannon Watts and her kids basically disappear overnight. And nobody can get a hold of them the next day and so on and so forth. And no one can get a hold of them the next day and so on and so forth.
1: Um, oh, right, the right, husband, right.
0: killed the kids and the wife, blah, blah, blah. Um, spoilers, guys. Spoilers.
1: A murder, uh, in a murder story and Girl, murder has three wives.
0: Um... So here's what's really rough about this particular documentary. I was talking to my family about it. I was talking to my sister. And she was a bit of a social media influencer person. She had, like, lupus or something. And so she was, like, a figure in the local Facebook lupus community or something. So she did a lot of vlogging. Mm-hmm. Also, they took a lot of her text, uh, text conversations between her and some friends about the marriage. And so they really – tell like she really tells her own story of what's going on in the relationship and in the marriage as time goes by um so it's almost like she's a character in this story it's not a it's not so much about how this was a complicated unsolved murder how did it get here it's very much a she is telling you that things are not well and then she's gone kind of a thing it's really interesting the way they put it together It just goes to show what it's going to be like the more and more and more we get into, like, the social media era of things.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm an anomaly because I never post anything. (laughs) But, like, I'm the odd one out, not, like, the rule. (laughs) No. I don't like doing my job (laughs) either.
0: But, no, you're right. Like, it is going to be – you are the anomaly. It is weird. It is weird. Social media I don't is the main ingredient anything. to this whole era that we live in now. There's no getting around it. And so much of what's going on with this woman is public, is known, uh, because she was talking about it. And it's a really interesting – like I said, she's really very much a character in the documentary about her own murder.
1: It's crazy to think about.
0: Um, but yeah, it, it's just – uh, I'm excited about this weekend, the the unsolved mysteries too. By the way, I watched the uh, I watched it, the the documentary, the American Murder one. I mean, it's brutal. Like, mm-hmm. also, I found out uh, tons of people send him love letters every day.
1: Oh yeah, no, there's crazy. There's there's tons of people that absolutely like, and I don't get it because, like. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a rational human being, where it's like, how do you, how does something like that happen, and you know about it, and you're like, yeah, that's it. that's
0: what I want. <laughs> because they don't believe it. That's. I think part of it is they don't believe it. Or they think it was a one-time thing. Or
1: they want to die.
0: They, they just want to date someone who murders them, but that's their kink. Kill me. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Um...
1: I'm just really into dying, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, like some people are or DOMs or submissives. I'm a I'm a get killed. What? Yeah, I'm a I'm solid just... be murdered. That's what I want like, to be.
1: <laughs> it's like you you mean literally? It's yeah, like yeah, 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 absolutely.
0: You mean you want to like kind of be choked a little bit? No, 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 no. I want to be murdered. Inside's on the outside, yeah. spread me all over the room, killed. Wow.
1: And if the longer they don't find me, the better.
0: <laughs> if I'm in the news on a uh, what's the what's the terrible lady's name who has the court sh- Nancy Grace? If I'm on a Nancy Grace show for three weeks, perfect. That's
1: like... <laughs> exactly where oh, I want God. to be.
0: Um, you know what? That probably is somebody's like dream scenario. That's how you know he loves me.
1: That's true love. <laughs> Like you'll never know exactly. That's, that's how know. you know.
0: Well, you'll suspect. Like I think this man of mine could really kill me. Hmm, okay, well, that's real love, I guess. I don't know. It's dark. Um, speaking of dark, there's a CBS show that I saw commercials for that I was kind of interested in. Never got around to watching. Anyway, it's uh, the first season just arrived on Netflix as well, and it's a show called Evil. Evil. Uh, when we come back from break, we'll, uh, we're going to get into it and talk about it. Uh, this is NerdSug Radio. We'll be right back. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have Cosplay Crafting and Trivia Nights and BYOB Nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home. And I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health prices straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature, that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community. So takeouts uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but the community has always relied on itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where, as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest-growing counties in all of America. Uh, Thank you very much, and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to this Monday edition of Thug Radio, hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at Um Before we get too far into anything, Nico, are you ready to tell everybody about our friends The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More?
1: Absolutely. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More uh, is now open at full operating hours. They do have table space available. You're going to have to wear a mask if you want to come on inside. There's all kinds of stuff available. Uh, they also do, if you want to be safe, do have delivery and curbside available. And they got some events going. Uh, October twelfth from four to eight is Miniature Monday. You can hang out, construct, paint, or show off your minis. And you're asked to. Uh, you can also ask to use the in store paints and supplies. Wednesday, October fourteenth from seven thirty to ten thirty is the adventure begins virtual trivia. You can find them at twitch.tv slash the RNR nerd at 7.30 p.m. Just join them to have some fun uh, trivia. Friday, October 16th at 7 p.m., you got the Star Wars X-Wing Miniatures Casual Meetup. Saturday, the 17th, uh, from 2 to 4 is the Pokemon meetup. And Saturday, also the 17th, but from 6 to 10, it's Hammer Time. And so that is Warhammer and tabletop Warhammer uh, meetup, and Sunday, October eighteenth, the spookiest Junior Adventures League. Limited number of spots, uh, but you can head on in to play some D anD D Junior Adventures League in the spookiest of months.
0: Oh, spooky! Spookiest of months.
1: Yeah. Are we even gonna have Halloween? Who knows?
0: Yeah, I don't know. We should do we'll we'll do a scary episode this Friday though. I'll we'll put together some cool uh interesting, weird Halloween type stories.
1: Well we're are we gonna talk about evil?
0: We are gonna talk about evil right here, but uh that's just a show. But then we'll I'll, we'll we'll actually do some interesting I'll try and find some interesting Halloween type stories to cover. Okay. Um but, uh, yeah, so the show Evil is... It's a CBS drama, I believe. It's got Luke Cage in it. So, first of all, I was already kind of intrigued. Um, like is the where... guy who
1: played Luke Cage or actually Luke Cage?
0: I'm going to let you decide that. What do you think I'm talking about, Nico?
1: I'm thinking it's actual Luke Cage.
0: No, it's the guy who played Luke Cage. Oh, man. <laughs> um, Yeah, so he shows up and basically he's a... He's a former, like, field reporter. um, Like, Afghanistan, like, embedded reporter. Uh Now he is a... He's working on becoming a priest. He's, like, three years in. And he investigates for the church, like, weird things. Mm -hmm. Potential, like... So the church gets apparently, according to the show, like 50,000 requests for exorcisms a year or something like that. And so they have to filter through and decide which ones are legit and which ones aren't kind of a thing. So he has a team of experts. He has like a tech guy. And then the show picks up where this woman, she's actually working the case on the opposite side initially because the belief – the guy is claiming that he's possessed by demons. And she works for the district attorney's office as like a psych evaluator type person. Right. So she's trying to disprove the existence of demons uh, because she thinks this guy's just guilty because he's a serial killer, etc, etc. So the show, from from there, she winds up joining them, getting involved in these cases. You kind of meet this big bad guy who's like orchestrating things behind the scenes. Uh, it's a really fascinating season and they do some really interesting stuff where... they play with a lot of like concepts and known things, ideas of like night terrors. Mm -hmm. Um, So early on in the show, she keeps getting visited by this demon called George. 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 And he's very, he's very polite, but he's a demon. He does some aggressive things. Um, And it kind of plays into, you're just not sure if it's real or not. Um, And so, over the course of the season, though, they kind of figure out ways to kind of debunk and prove or what's real and what's not real, and some of the stuff is unexplainable, and some of the stuff isn't. Um, there is just a lot of interesting things in the show that are that are that are kind of fascinating. Towards the end, though, they do introduce basically. I don't, I am not sure if he's supposed to be the devil or like a particular demon, um, but once they put him on screen he just looks a little goofy (laughs) Um, I think it's the one flaw that they failed to make him look scarier so like one of the bad guys name is Leland Thompson and at one point he's frustrated and he's supposed to be a psychologist well it flashes to him like having a session where he's talking to a therapist but then by the end of the episode when it zooms out the therapist is actually this devil demon goat creature but like he's talking plainly to Leland and he's sitting there holding a notepad taking notes Mm -hmm. and it's just it feels very like it's probably supposed to be scary but it's not (laughs) well
1: like the thing is is, like it's always it's always scarier in your head like when you explain something like that and then you're like oh man that's pretty spooky and you see it and you're like well this is this is nearly as terrifying as I thought it would be
0: yeah, honestly, um, I mean, look, there's probably, like, I, I guess if I saw, like, a nine-foot-tall goat creature, I would be scared. Um, but at least in the context of the show, it wasn't that scary.
1: It's not that scary.
0: Not that scary. Um,
1: <laughs> the show is fascinating. I'm at him I'm like, eh, eh, he's just real tall. Eh, yeah, whatever.
0: Man, eh, he's just kind of a big dude. The show is fascinating, though. It's great. I really enjoyed the show. Um, A lot of the stuff they do is interesting. They kind of make fun of my Ghost Hunter type shows a little bit uh, for a couple episodes. There's these characters they cross over with that they kind of they're basically making fun of the Ghost Adventure types. Um, That's alright. I don't mind. I'll survive. Uh, Overall, it's a good show. There's a lot going on. It's worth it's worth watching. It's only 13 episodes. Uh, it's been picked up for a second season. They're trying to figure out when they're going to start filming because of COVID. Um, that's sort of the big thing, right? Like, COVID kind of...
1: Oh, it destroyed so many productions. Uh, like, did you, you what what so many did you hear
0: what happened to GLOW?
1: Did you hear what uh, happened to GLOW?
0: GLOW is basically being canceled because of COVID.
1: Well, it was already going to be canceled before everything, but they're not even getting their final season now.
0: Right? That's yeah. That's what I'm. You're right. They were. They had announced the final season, so they'd already sat down and wrote out and kind of planned out, and everyone had made room in their schedule because a lot of these people are a big deal now. Um, a final season to close. and now Netflix is like, you know what? Like, eh, kind of missing our window here. Which isn't. I mean. I want to argue that, but I really can't.
1: It's brutal out of here.
0: Oh, Superman Returns came back to Netflix. That was one of the other ones, too.
1: It's kind of random.
0: I'm looking at it. like It's doing like a, like a wallpaper like slideshow thing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that movie just looks so terrible. His costume looks bad. His S was too small. Like They gave him a larger chest, but with a smaller S? I don't know. Uh, the Killing Joke comes to Netflix this week. Batman The Killing Joke, the animated movie.
1: You know, it comes to Netflix and not you know DC Universe app, but you know
0: right or HBO Max. Like either like <laughs> there's literally two places it's supposed to be, and it's coming to Netflix.
1: It's literally, and I, I mean, like, unfortunately that that, that that that's it's clear it's the clear worst animated film.
0: Yeah. Of oh yeah, D, it is DC's worst animated film, and all for storyline reasons i'm not even kind of talking about like oh technical whatever's like it's all about how poorly it was put together
1: yeah like just awful just like i'll never i'll never forgive them for being it just be
0: just that bad huh
1: it like it it's just it's really bad like, and it's, uh, it's, it's, so, it's so clearly worse than like every other animated movie that they've done.
0: Yeah, well, and, like it's two movies put together, right? Um, two stories put together and kind of just put like interweave that they don't really need to interweave at all. Um, to me, the biggest problem is the Batman Batgirl like relationship up thing. That was that was totally not cool. Es no bueno. Well, like it's just weird. Well, it just doesn't make sense, like for their dynamic at that point. But whatever.
1: I think they and I'm really and the fact that the thing that makes me so angry is the fact that the first half of the movie is narrated by her, (laughs) and then she doesn't narrate the second half at all, and we never see her perspective ever again.
0: Right, like he just kind of hands it off midway through the movie. That's actually a rule of storytelling. You don't break. Whoever you're introduced to at the beginning as the narrator has to finish the story. Um, Famously, well, not famously, behind the scenes though, this is why Michael Keaton didn't star in the first episode of the series Lost. In the first version of what would become Lost. They crash on the island, blah blah blah. The entire first episode was going to be told from the point of view of the pilot, who was going to be played by Michael Keaton. But he didn't want to do a show, so they told him they would kill him at the end, and that would be the twist for the first episode. And when they got all the way, you know, they're getting into it and they're getting all their plans put together. And when they sat down to go over scripting, and they talk about that first issue or that first episode, basically. Uh, ABC is like, what are you talking about? You're not. No, you spend an entire episode introducing a character you kill at the end. No, that's not going to work for us. <laughs> Hard pass. Um, so it's kind of a fascinating, like, it's interesting to me because it it it, it just goes to show like sometimes people can overthink it, right? And it would have been really cool to have Michael Keaton in the first episode. Like, I'm sure. If you're trying to get a show off the ground, you want Michael Keaton in it. Like, obviously. Okay, that's a good idea. However, however, you can't put a character in just to kill him in the first episode. Like, <laughs> yeah, we got Michael Keaton, and now we're going to kill him. And now everyone turned the TVs off. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now he's dead, never to be seen again. And the narrator doesn't make sense
0: anymore. Right. Um, oh, The Trial of Chicago 7 is also coming to Netflix this Friday. I don't know that's that gonna be a good one that's um it's a story of the government prosecuted i think the people behind the chicago like they tried to blame certain people for the chicago riots ah. and essentially they were like uh, they were political they were political agitators but they were people who are of that era like relevant social people for that era so it wasn't necessarily like it would be like if they had charged uh, MLK for like the the for like the violence in Mississippi, right? So it was kind of a like it was a big deal at the time. Um. Anyway that that story is going to come out uh, on Friday. Um. Yeah. I don't. I just. Yeah, I don't. The Killing Joke's a mess, and it is easily one of the worst animated movies. Um.
1: And I think it also because it most of the animated movies are either very loosely based, or not based on any properties at all. Like, a, a committed storyline. Not to my knowledge.
0: Uh, they, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them will borrow heavily from one particular story or another. And I'm sure internally, that's where the pitch comes from. Like, Batman Hush was based obviously on the Hush storyline. Most, almost all of them, you could find one storyline that they're based on. Um, and then the tweaks come in to make it fit the DC animated universe, that kind of thing. Mm. However, there's a whole, like, the Killing Joke itself is a big story. Like, they could have just done that. They didn't need to do the whole first half Batgirl thing.
1: And, like, I think, the reason I think they did it is because Batgirl's really not a relevant character. You think so, enough people
0: didn't care about her, so they needed you to care more before they crippled her? Exactly. Uh, I mean, Maybe. Maybe,
1: I think that was the pitch. I think they were like, "Well, we need to care about her because, like, we don't know anything about her."
0: It's not enough that she's a hero saving people,
1: right? Exactly.
0: It's so messed up. <laughs> it's so, you're probably a hundred percent right that that was the conversation. It's Still screwed up.
1: No, it's still super messed up. But I think that's I think it's a hundred percent of that conversation. Wait,
0: that's probably accurate. That is probably accurate. Um, so right now in comic books, we're in the X of Swords storyline. Swords. Swords. Um, I'm not that excited about it.
1: <laughs> well, it's, isn't it like, isn't it like 20,000 books and like...
0: 23 parts, 24 parts, something like that.
1: An uh, actual ludicrous number of books. It's like, it's, it's literally 24 times like... Even just doing three, it's like seventy dollars a week or something ridiculous. It's
0: it's there's a lot there's a lot to it. Um, I just don't. <sighs> I'm ready for something to happen, and this I did, this wasn't what I was expecting, and it's not really that exciting. But like, it's kind of an out of the blue storyline. It's not really that great. I don't know. And then I started doing this thing. Okay, the X Men can't be killed right now, right? Like, if they die, they get resurrected. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out, if they get killed in Otherworld, what comes back is, like, a weird version of them. Uh, so, you can't be resurrected if you die in Otherworld. So, they were acting, like in, the, like, in the comic book news world, like, that was a big deal. And I was like, so far, it's the only vulnerability any of them even have.
1: Oh, no. They only die in Otherworld.
0: Like it's so dumb um, and if you and so X Factor is one of the new books so Marauders mm-hmm. um, X Factor by their third issue they're in the minis they're in the crossover event like
1: they waste no time
0: it's just kind of a I don't know man like it feels very rushed the story itself um, is a little odd Apocalypse, as the first mutant, he basically comes from another world. And, like, his tribe of what are the mutants are just, like, they were on this other world defending themselves against evil forces. And then there was, like, a betrayal of one of the characters, and, like, Apocalypse was supposed to go in search of help. And he wasn't able to, or something? I don't know. It's not really... Doesn't it, doesn't
1: like... Kind of invalidate like the strife of buttonhood.
0: I, I don't know. It sort of makes it dumb. That's what sort of makes it. I also well, think...
1: like that, like that was that was kind of like the really like the, the like not I guess not endearing is the word, but like kind of a pivotal role is like they're still people. They're just weird.
0: They're like the next level of people. Yeah. And now it turns out that there are a whole race who existed on the side. No, I get it. I I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, it does. It totally does. Um, but even beyond that like one of the characters that introduced her mutant power was she never loses and so what that means though is at one point she's on the side of a losing army and she betrays them because she never loses
1: that's so dumb
0: that's not a mutant power that's just being crappy
1: that just sucks
0: <laughs> like what that should mean is that you can overcome incredible odds to keep winning
1: Right. Like a dice game.
0: <laughs> right. Only a, only a 20 can save you now. Oh, I rolled six of them. Is that good? Like, <laughs> That's what should be happening in there. Instead, she can't lose, so that means she betrays everyone. You that's know, so she can't lose. As though that's how powers work. That is not how
1: powers work. It's also not a mutant power. How do you develop that skill?
0: Well, like, how would you are ever, you, how would you ever are, figure out that that's your mutant power? Right. Like it you would take twenty would... years of you noticing you've never lost. Have you ever lost?
1: And uh, like, like, is no, it universal? Is it like in life? Like what? Like what's the
0: <laughs> right? Like if people say outside, like out loud, like oh, this would be a total loss if so and so won. Does that mean that automatically that person wins the election or something? You know what I mean? Like. Right. When people use it in the extreme or in the figurative, does her power kick in?
1: And is it, like, exclusive to her? Or, like, clearly it doesn't affect her causes.
0: Right. So, like... I don't...
1: Like, it's a completely it's a abstract, dump. worthless ability.
0: But if you're a storyteller, it's a cool twist that it's in her nature to betray you because she can't lose.
1: But it isn't, because you would want her to be on your side and you would just win
0: like having a having
1: a having a trump card isn't useful if it's completely effectively worthless
0: yeah i sort of really 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 feel like there's a failing of editorial ship
1: Right. Like where's Brain Chain Guy? Why aren't we getting brain Chain guy? Well, I think we can like Or like that, Goo but... Man. Like what happened to the or like Well oh, like... like a great like a great example of mutants was like uh oh the like the new mutants. Like right. all of their powers are like body horror esque awful. Oh you think of
0: Generation X, yes.
1: Generation X, my bad. Yeah, yeah like, all of them. All of them are like like, crazy, all their powers are like crazy body whores and they're still trying to do what's best and they're still like neat. Like a power like I literally never lose is literally worthless and kind of goes against all of what mutants stand for.
0: Well, and it's sort of like if every once in a while one character is in that, like, so when X-Force is rolling around and Domino's there, it's like luck always seems to be in her favor. Okay, fine. Alright, fine. Whatever. Whatever. But
1: she does other things beside that.
0: Right. She's otherwise still an impossible kind of character. Like... I don't know. I just, and just
1: because like, you're lucky doesn't mean you win all the time.
0: Right. She still takes the else,
1: Right. Just, oh, lucky I didn't break my arms. I only broke my wrist.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, it's only a fracture. Like, it, there's a lot to... Yeah, I don't know. I just was kind of reading the story and the pitch and all that, and I just – I don't I, – I'm not – I'm really oh, close to bailing on it.
1: It's, it's, it's really weak. And they're
0: still using a lot of the text pages, which drives me crazy. It's, oh, my
1: god. This, this again
0: – text pages are
1: so bad.
0: And apparently, they love the text page idea so much that when the Eternals comes out, they're going to add it. They're going to use it there too.
1: It's just going to be only just make novels, guys. Just write bad right. X-Men novels. So there's going to
0: be these weird prose comic book combos from now on. Instead of learning yeah, how to these. use the 22 pages like we've had to forever, or just add pages, just, just make them longer. Fine. We're yeah, just make them longer. $7 for these things. Like, Jesus. I
1: don't know. Right, these things, are, these things are expensive, and then yet we're still going to have one of the most important. One of the most important books, or one of the most important important moments in the book, just being like, and then Beast cried because they couldn't get over their differences.
0: <laughs> right, right, totally just in text.
1: In text, completely worthless.
0: It was uh, kind of annoying, kind of really annoying to read that, and I was like, "Did they really just do this?"
1: They did. The answer is they did.
0: And I just, I don't know. I've been. I've been kind of waiting for it to turn, like for somebody to figure something out, for it to get a little bit better. Um, it's just not happening. No, it's just not. Like, Marauders and Excalibur are probably the better two books because there's stuff actually happening in those books. Right. Um, X-Men, which is supposed to be the flagship title, has been issue after issue of like standalone character moment stories. That Cool. Cool. Like, it's just been disappointing. Right. Um, I, I'd like to see more happen with it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. On that note, um, I'm hoping today's Monday, hoping by the end of business today to have closed out uh, printing for the first issue of Department of Meta-Human Affairs, the DMA. And then we'll move on Ooh. to the second issue, and that'll be exciting stuff. So all that's going to be happening here. Um, so don't buy their books, buy my books. That's not really what I'm saying, right. but that's all right. I'll say it anyway.
1: Might as well. May as
0: well. I'm better than them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, just thought, I don't know,
1: Corey. Is one of your characters mutant power literally doesn't lose?
0: I mean, I can make one that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Good,
1: because it's really dumb. I know
0: the guy in charge. I could get a call into him.
1: (laughs) Um, I'll let him know. I'll
0: let him know. All right, we're kind of up against it here. We kind of meandered towards an ending there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of frustrated with the X Men right now. Like the Dawn of X, House of X had such potential, and then where they took it, kind of floundered. Terrible. Yeah, I just, I don't know if there was something else they were going for, and they changed gears. But it just, it, I don't really feel like it paid off. Um, all that being said, on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, on behalf of The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, uh, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel, be safe, be kind, wash your hands, take care of each other, be good, register if you haven't registered to vote, if you have registered to vote, early voting begins this week here in Texas, um, and individually check your states if you're hearing this somewhere else, please vote, I don't care who you vote for, but please vote, it is important, voice your opinion, let the world know who you are and what you want, um, fights the power and Black Lives Matter thank you guys for listening the adventure begins comics games and more is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard with comics games and everything nerd related the adventure begins is the one stop nerd shop on Saturdays they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon and coming up they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home. And I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health prices straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community. So takeouts uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but the community has always relied on itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where, as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest-growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much, and stay safe. And stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio.
1: Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas a and Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.